that wonderful to think about? Come on, y'all so y'all with me this morning or what? Y'all somewhere else? Y'all ready for the word today? Amen, come on. So I'm ready to preach it today, hallelujah. Eye has not seen, nor ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man what God has in store to those that love him. So what he's speaking about right there, he's speaking about something that we haven't seen, something we haven't even heard, that we can't even comprehend yet. We don't even know what it is, but God has already planned it. God has already put it in place. God has it already there waiting on us to those that love him. Church, that's wonderful to think about, isn't it? You say, well, what is it going to be like on the other side? Church, I don't know. But I know it's going to be full of love. It's going to be full of passion. It's going to be full of power. It's going to be full of forgiveness. It's going to be full of mercy. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be unlike anything we have ever seen in this world and in this age. It is going to be wonderful. It's going to be fantastic. And at the very center of it all is going to be Jesus Christ high and lifted up. And His glory is going to shine throughout all the world. In fact, it's going to be so great, so wonderful, it's going to light up New Jerusalem. don't have to be any light switches that we have to turn on in that place because when we go there his love, his might, his power all of it is going to be shed abroad come on, we're just going to be like those beings just saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty it's going to be wonderful I can't wait to be there with him hallelujah, to look upon Christ and all of his Splendor. But church, I want to tell you this morning, there are some things that we do know that we have heard and we have seen. Christ made no mystery of his ministry that he was coming to preach, that he was coming to proclaim. In fact, he stood up and he actually begins to read from the prophet Isaiah. He tells us this in the Gospel of Luke. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty, which means freedom, them which are bruised. And as we know, the second verse says, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of restoration, the year of returning, the year of jubilee, church. He made no mystery, he made no mistake, he made no qualms, he wasn't trying to hide it, but instead he tells them this in Luke 4 and 18. And a portion of that, he says, is to set the captives free. Brother Brian and the worship team was singing about it. Brother Brian was speaking about it. Church, I want to ask you this question this morning. Do you believe God has the power? Do you have the faith this morning to believe that God can and will set you free from whatever is holding you captive today? See, some of us this morning, it's just a, it's a lack of belief. It's a lack of trust. And we're going to look at that in the Word this morning. We confess it with our mouths, but our hearts are very far from the total release unto the Lord. You see, we have to learn to trust in God. Last night, my little nine-year-old girl, she went off with a little friend from school, and they were going out to the Global Wildlife 
and then they were going out somewhere else in Baton Rouge with the, her little friend's grandmother. And the little friend's grandmother likes to take the shade with them so that she don't have to try and occupy her the whole time, and she says she just can't keep up with her. Amen? What grandmother can't keep up with a nine-year-old? But as they were leaving, something hit my heart. I said, well, I was thinking, as all parents do, are they going to be okay? Are they going to be safe? We all do that, don't we? We still do that. I know my parents still worry about me, amen, and I'm 38 years old. But as they were leaving, it hit my heart, and God said, Joey, you have to trust me with your children. You see, you can't protect them anyway. They're gone. They're out of your reach. They're out of your grasp. Church, let me tell you something else this morning about trust. You can't protect them when they're in your grasp. You can't do it. You don't have enough power. You don't have enough endurance. You don't have enough might. You don't have enough will. But God does. Do you trust Him today? with everything in your life. Put on your present, your future, finances, your home, your health, your children. Do you trust Him? You see, trust isn't about holding on. It's about letting go. Y'all hear me today? You see, I want to talk about something this morning in the Word, something that holds us captive even after we become believers in the Lord. You see, we're all in the same human condition. It's that we're dying. It's that we're hurting. It's that we're lost. And it is that we are alone. You see, just having a fear of being alone as we all have, it can hold us captive. But I want to show you in the Word the answer to it this morning is trust in God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. I feel like He's got something very specific to tell us today. Oh, my Lord, I feel the presence of God. Mm. Lord, Our Father, which art in heaven, Lord, hallowed be thy name. O Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. Lord, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, O Lord God. Lord, and lead us not into temptation, but instead, Lord, deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, it's the power, and it's the glory forever. Help us, Lord, uplift us, encourage us, teach us today as only you can. Lord, let your heart cry be communicated effectively, appropriately through this vessel with the right love, with the right spirit, with the right attitude today. Let us hear and know and understand, O oh Lord God, your words, your lesson. 
your tone. Help us today, Lord, as we seek to hear, to sit at the Master's feet. Oh, Lord God, we have chosen that great and good and appropriate thing today, Lord, like those before us. Lord, we know that there are many in the body that are hurting. Lord, the Sharp family who just lost their mother last night. Lord, the Martin family who lost their dear father and grandfather and man of God, Brother Roger. Lord, Sister Francis, Lord, that's in the hospital now, awaiting the results from the test. Lord, Brother Darrell, Lord, that is in the hospital right now in New Orleans, Lord, because of his heart. Lord, I lift up all of these to you today and their families, Lord God. Help them, heal them, and comfort them, O oh Lord. Let them, Lord, see that you are our fortress and our strong tower, and you are the one that we should run into. Speak to us today. Let us sit at your table and partake of that good food, Lord, for we've been hungry all week. In Jesus' name we ask it today, and we believe it to be so. And everyone in the house said amen. Come on, give him some praise this morning. Church, turn with me in your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark chapter 9. We'll be starting off at verse 14 this morning. And I want to speak to you once more on the topic of being alone. Alone, this church can chase us. We can be in a room full of people. We can be in a room full of people that we know, that we trust, that we love, that we respect, that we know literally has our back in a time of need, that would be there for us, that would help us until their last breath. But yet we look around and we can see loneliness sometimes peeking around the corner. We can see it over there in the crowd. We can see it literally stalking us. And we know in the pit of our hearts that the loneliness is going to come back. That we may be amongst fellow brothers and sisters and we feel that warmth and we feel that love. And we even feel the fire from others. But yet we know it's just a matter of time before that loneliness is going to come back. And it begins to hold us captive. But Jesus tells us in the Word, as we've already looked at, that He has come to set the captives free. Hallelujah. He is the chain breaker. Hallelujah. It says it is the anointing of God that breaks the yoke of bondage. Mm. Well, Brother Joy, that's great and wonderful. He breaks it off my neck. No, that's not really what it means. You know what it means? It means that word break, it means to destroy. It means to totally crush it. Hallelujah. It means to totally make it to where it is totally ineffective. That it couldn't be back, put back on you even if it tried because it has been destroyed. It has been made ineffective. Jesus alone, hallelujah, is the anointing that breaks the yoke now and forevermore. Church, we don't have to ever ever be alone again. 
In fact, I'll tell you this morning, if you feel alone most of the time, if you have gotten up in age and it's going to happen to all of us and you've seen friends pass away, you've seen loved ones pass away, it's just normal. Of course, we grieve them being gone. We grieve those relationships. We grieve that and we feel alone. But I want to tell you, there is a relationship that rises above all of our natural relationships. Come on, it's not to demean those relationships. It's not to put them down. But there is a relationship that sticks closer to you than a brother, amen? The one who says, I will never, never, never leave you nor forsake you. In fact, I already loved you so much before you loved me that I died for you already. I already paid the price and paid the sacrifice so that the path is right and it's clear and you can walk boldly unto me and I will take you in my loving arms and I will never, never let you go again. And even though we feel alone because our earthly relationships have passed away, that relationship never fades. It never goes away. It never dies. Lord, what a beautiful thought. I was looking at these little dogs we got. (laughs) Y'all know how I am about dogs. Had a, a dear brother and sister last week. They got me a gift. I opened it up to see what it was, and it was a coffee cup that said, Must Love Dogs on it. <laughs> I had to laugh. It was hilarious. But I looked at these little rat dogs, as I call them. They're about this big, little rat dogs running around. Siblings to my children, by the way. That's how they treat them. But I said, you know, it's just a matter of time. Well, we got 12, 15, 18 years max with these dogs. How heartbreaking is it going to be to my children? I was about to say them. (laughs) To our family when they're not here anymore. How heartbreaking. But church, how wonderful to know. Sister Sharon, how wonderful to know that we got a relationship that never dies already been awarded for us. What we got to do is learn to walk in it. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, you walk in it by trust. Everyone in the Gospel of Mark chapter 9 this morning, amen? Verse 14. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. My Lord, that's how we should do the Lord every, every time, amen? Run to the Lord and salute him. And verse 16 says, And he asked the scribes, What question you with them? So we see the disciples having a discussion with some of the, the scribes, some of the people who thought that they were the law the law keepers, the law givers, they thought they were the expert on the subject, but we see time and time again, we see Christ through His Word, the living Word, speaking the Word. Oh, I love that. (laughs) The Word speaking the Word. And He would come unto them, unto their very rescue, as Christ often comes to our rescue, does He not? 
He comes to them and he asks the question, Why are you questioning my disciples? What kind of questions do you have for them? You know, they may not be able to answer the question, but won't you ask me the question and I'll answer it for you. Why are you questioning my disciples? (laughs) Verse 17 says this, And one of the multitude answered, You know, we could speak on the multitude this morning. That just jumped out towards me. We got people right here, right now, that are one of the multitude. Not several of you this morning. You're in captivity to being alone. You take the most powerful man in the world, don't matter who it is, and I guarantee you, they don't know God. You start questioning them, you're going to find in their heart, no matter how much power they got, they are afraid to die. They're afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of the relationships that they're going to leave behind. And they're afraid of being alone. They're in captivity to it. But church, just like this gentleman speaks up from the multitude, you also can speak up from your heart of hearts to the Lord today. You can be the person from the multitude that steps up and speaks to God today. You believe that today? One of the multitude answered, verse 17, and said, Master, I have brought unto you my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and he gnasheth with his teeth, and he pineth away. And I spake to your disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not they could not do it church woe unto us when the lost when the hurting when the dying come into the house of God and we the disciples cannot help them well brother Joey how can I help him For one, you can point them to Jesus Christ. That's what you can do. But does it not say in the Scriptures, does it not tell us to go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature? And he who believes and is baptized shall be saved, and he who believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Hallelujah. Does it not tell us God has given us power and dominion over the things of hell and evil through Jesus Christ. This man is saying, I fear. I fear for my child. I fear for the one that I love the most. We don't see the mother in this situation. She could have been at home with the other children. We don't really know. It's not really right for us to assume But we do hear the father's heart. He may have been a single father. Maybe the mother wasn't around. Maybe the mother had passed. We don't know those things. But we do hear the heart of a father. And we do hear his concern. And we do hear his fear of being without his son and being left 
alone. That relationship severed. The time spent, gone. The future is no more. But it is gone. You see, church, when we have children, do we not know and understand that when we have children that they are a part of our lives, a major part for the rest of our lives? Our lives are never going to be the same from the time that children come into our lives. You ever thought about that? Never. It's never the same when we come into a right and proper relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is it? Because we are His children. Hallelujah. We're king's children. Heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Come on, our names have been written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. (laughs) Death has no more power over us. Come on, I don't have to be in bondage to depression. I don't have to be in bondage to being alone. I don't have to be in bondage to anything because Jesus Christ has set me free. Hallelujah. He is the one who sets the captives free. You shall know the truth and the truth alone shall make you free. Hallelujah. (laughs) Have we forgotten these things? Come on, I feel it today. Come on, God didn't, I didn't just pluck this message out the sky. God gave me this word today. For me and for you that it's being spoken to today. You don't have to be in captivity to being alone anymore. Come on, there is a great and a grand and an everlasting. Oh, I love that title. Amen tells us, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government, hallelujah, we all worried about who's going to be president. I don't care because the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father (laughs) and the Prince of Peace. Everlasting Father. My Lord, that ooh, that's rich this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, give him some praise. Hallelujah. Mm. An everlasting Father. Hallelujah. That's wonderful to think about. He says, The Spirit inside of him has taken hold of him, has possessed him, and it's tearing him apart from the inside. He's not even comfortable in his own skin. The Spirit tears him. It causes him to gnash. It causes him to foam at the mouth. It's unnatural. Whatever is inside is allowing him not to breathe properly, not his organs to function properly. And instead of things sweet coming out of the mouth of this child of a son that loves his father and appreciates his father and enjoys the relationship, instead it's nothing but demonic coming out. He's just foaming at the mouth. And then he would throw himself into the fire and he would have to be rescued from the fire over and over again yet the father's type of rescuing would only allow him to rescue the son 
temporarily because as the father pulled the child from the fire, there would just be another time, another date, another hour, another moment when the child would throw himself back into the fire. This man comes to the Lord full of doubt, full of distrust, and full of unbelief. He's doing all of these things, and it's just a matter of time before I lose him and I am alone. And I thought your disciples would be able to help me. I thought there was hope when I was bringing him here. I had it begin to build up inside of me. There was light at the end of the tunnel. There was hope. There was belief. There was a bit of faith and trust that had begun to build up inside of me. And I had thought that this is finally the answer, for I have heard the stories of what you have done to others, that others have been healed, that others were blind and now they can see, that others were deaf and dumb and now they can speak. I have heard how you have touched the lepers and they were dying, they were outcasts into the city and every time someone would even get close instead of hugging them and embracing them and loving them, they would have to say to one another, I am unclean, I am unclean, stay away. This is a place of desperation for me. This is a place of loneliness. But I have heard how you have touched the lepers and the lepers have been cleansed. I have heard all of these things and I had hope coming unto your presence. But all of it came crashing down because your disciples could not help me with my son. The word says this, Christ answered him in verse 19. He answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Was this not the same identical word that he spoke to them? Mark chapter 5, whenever he told them beforehand, let us cross over unto the other side. You need to read that in the Hebrew sometimes. It means let us pierce through the darkness unto the other side. Can you read Greek? I can't either. (laughs) That's what it says when you... Search it out in the Greek, not the Hebrew, the Greek. Let us pierce through the darkness and to the other side. Meaning, there's not a storm you see right now as we're getting in this boat. But the storm's coming. The storm is going to rage and it's going to be a place of darkness. And you're going to think that you're all alone and that you're going to perish. But I've already told you before we got in. Let us cross over to the other side. You might think I'm just sleeping in a boat and that I don't know what's going on. But 
you're not going to drown me because I can walk on water. <laughs> and the boat is going to get full of water, but it's not going to sink. Because I'm not just the God of the land and the water, but I'm the God of the everlasting sky above it all. And when they began to murmur, they began to complain about being lost and alone in the darkness of the storm. He told them the same identical thing. Oh, ye of little faith. And he looked up unto that storm and he spoke unto that storm and said, Hush, be still. And instantly the storm that raged, instantly the storm that was going to perish, Instantly, the storm that brought the darkness, instantly the storm that made them feel alone, instantly the storm that they thought they were going to die and sink all the way to the bottom in, instantly as our Lord and Savior spoke, hallelujah, it was calm, it was stillness. That's the God we serve, amen? Oh, I don't know who this is for this morning, but I hope you're getting it, amen? Come on, I hope you have bellied up to that table and God is feeding you today. Hallelujah. Lord, speak today, Lord, as we need it. Oh, hallelujah, we need it today. Help us, Lord, with our infirmities. Help us, Lord, to see, Lord, that we are not alone. And verse 20 says this, And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straight away the spirit teared at him, and he fell on the ground, and he wallowed foaming. <laughs> Come on, he don't tremble at me and you. But oh, do they tremble at Jesus Christ. Well, we would see him whenever they speak unto him. He said, have you come to torment us? Have you come to cast us into the abyss? Christ didn't sit there and have a conversation with them. And then they said, can we go into the swine? And he allowed them to go into the swine. The swine couldn't handle it. The swine run into the ocean and drowned themselves. Come on, all 2,000. I mean, anybody remember that story? Oh, thou son of God, have you come to torment us? Boy, I love that. Don't you? I love that. Hallelujah. This is the God we serve. And verse 21 says this, And he asked the father, pay attention to this, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. Well, Brother Joey, I really don't understand here. I see that this child is possessed. Why would the Lord allow that to an innocent child? You want the answer from the preacher this morning? I don't know. I have children of my own. It breaks my heart to even think about this. I don't know the answer to that. But I believe God is sovereign, amen? Could it be so that they would see the glory of God? Remember the man that was born a cripple? They asked the question, whose fault is it? Is it his for his sin or is it his parents? What was Christ's answer? Anybody know their Bible this morning? It was neither one. He was made this way so that God may be glorified. 
Is that the answer? I don't know. Maybe so. But we see a child that's in this condition from a very child. Maybe it was something his parents got off into. Maybe they had, they welcomed spirits through their actions into their home, and we see the child possessed. I don't know that, but that's a possibility. Did you know, parents, that there's things you can do that welcome spirits into your home? Absolutely. Your actions, you think there's not consequences for your actions? You better wake up if you think that this morning. You better wake up. There is always, always consequences for your actions. Always. Will God forgive you? Yes, he will. Is he rich and full of grace and mercy? Yes, he is. Is there going to be consequences? Yes, there are. Always. There's consequences. Don't think because you're a child of God this morning, it's all honky-dory, and you ain't never going to have a problem in your life. Wake up. Listen to this preacher this morning. Wake up. I don't know why he was in this condition, but he was in this condition. He says since he was a child. Now, we don't know if he means infant here, but actually when he's talking about a child, he means from a very young age. He doesn't mean from a baby, but he means from a very young age. This is all the more heartbreaking and that it's a possibility that this child was born, that he functioned normally up until a certain age, and then these things began to start happening to him. And then we see the point to where he is totally possessed by these demonic spirits. He's totally possessed to where it causes him. He has no function over his body. It causes him to do all of these things that the Word of God says. It's all the more heartbreaking that this father possibly had a relationship with this child, with his son, and now we see that this has come into his life and it looks like that it is going to sever that relationship completely and he is truly going to be without this relationship. He is going to be alone. And verse 22 says this, And oftentimes he has cast himself into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. When was the last time we cried out to the Lord, not just to hear us, but to help us? You know why we don't do it? Because we don't think we need it. Come on, we're so self-sufficient and prideful most of the time, we don't think we need it. We won't even ask for directions riding down the road. Men, let a baby be crying or something and a woman holding it and another woman coming in there and trying to take it from them and sue the baby. Yeah, let that happen. You know why the woman don't want to give up the baby? Because she don't want some other woman to sue the baby. Come on, I ain't just going to preach to the men this morning. Well, how, how can she possibly soothe this baby when I can't? I mean, if you don't like to ask for directions, man. I travel all over the U.S. I was in West Virginia two weeks ago. Did I know where I was going? No. But that Rand, that Rand McNally, he really knows where he's going. You young people, y'all don't even know what Rand McNally is, do y'all? <laughs> What's that? I got an iPhone. You know how to work the iPhone to where it tells you the direction? No. I don't. My wife does, but she wasn't with me. That's why we can't ask for help, amen? He says... 
help us. Verse 23, And Jesus said unto him, If... Anytime you see if, you know that's a contingency, don't, don't you? What's that verse we like to run off and quote? We love it. I quote it all the time. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. she's just quoting it. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. My Lord, that sounds good, don't it? Don't forget the beginning of it. If. Christ says this, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ goes straight to the heart of the matter here to speak to the man, the Father, the one who loves him the most and is afraid of being alone. If you can believe all things are possible because the Father comes in full of doubt, as we often do. You know what we like to do? We like to sit in church, praise God, praise the Lord. Somebody's going to get delivered today. You know what we need to be saying? It's me. Pick me. What Isaiah say? Here I am, Lord. Send me. I'm a man of unclean lips, but send me, Lord. Did you not know that Jesus Christ also did the same thing? Well, I don't know how the exchange went. It was before the foundation of the world. Christ is the firstborn of all things. He is the first of all creation. He was before the world. Don't start thinking too hard on that. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> Christ is before all things. Amen. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the alpha, the omega. He's the first. He's the last. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Christ is before all things. Amen. He's before all things. It says this, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straight away, which means right away, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help you me with my unbelief. Now, when you look up this word unbelief, it does mean to not believe, but you know what it really means? It means this. Don't miss this this morning. It means to not trust. Exactly what we were singing about this morning. Isn't it great how God works all that out? That's what we were singing about. That's what Brother Brian was saying this morning. Did he know what I was preaching? Absolutely not. Did I know what he was singing? No. It means to not trust. He's saying, I do believe, but I just can't let go and trust in you. I know this is the answer, we see the battle of faith going on right here. We see faith that is being heard. It has been heard. If you will believe, all things will be accounted unto you. Amen. All these things are going to happen. If you will only believe, you can do all things. 
You know this is the answer. We see him actually hearing about faith right here. We see faith beginning to work. And now we see faith about to be birthed into this man's life. He knows the answer to being set free from this captivity of loneliness. And he knows it is found alone in faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Help me with my unbelief. You know, church, the word is very clear in this. Is it not about faith? What does it tell us in Romans chapter 10? Anybody know it? You need to memorize some verses, amen, once in a while. It says, What saith it? That the word is nigh unto us. It's even in our mouths and in our hearts. It is the word of faith that we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Powerful, amen? It also goes on to tell us this. It says, For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all, he's rich unto all that would call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's right here with us. It's right here in us. A trust and a belief in Jesus Christ. Come on, he's the answer for everything that we need this morning. The word says this, verse 25, And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto them, unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit. The man said he had a dumb spirit. But we see also, as Christ calls it appropriately, a dumb and a deaf spirit. Meaning the child probably could once hear his father's voice and communicate with him. But now he's deaf. Church, I want to tell you this morning, if we don't trust in God and we allow that aloneness to overtake us and put us in bondage, we'll be in a place of isolation to where we are dumb and we're deaf also. Y'all hearing me this morning? We don't have to be in that old jail cell. He sets the captives free. Mm, Give him some praise on that. Hallelujah. Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you. (laughs) I love how he talks to him. I charge you, come out of him and enter no more into him. You think that old spirit was going to come coming back? 
He didn't have no power no more, amen? Because Christ called him forth. And the Spirit cried, and it rent him sore, and it came out of him. And he was as one dead, is so much that many said, He is dead. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. I was once so bound up with sin, and so full of the world, and so arrogant, and so prideful for no reason. But now when people see me, they say, You are nothing like I remember you when we were growing up. You truly are a new person. Because I want to tell you something. In order to live, you got to die first. Jesus Christ came and he paid the price, the ultimate price for us. He died, he suffered, he was crucified so that we may live now and forevermore. If you want to save your life, then you're going to have to lose it. And if you want to lose your life, you're going to have to save it. Hallelujah. It's only through Jesus Christ. The boy was to a place that it looked like he was dead now and forevermore. No doubt the father saw it come out. The father saw what had happened, but his heart had probably broken because he thought the relationship was now saved suffered now and forevermore and he probably felt the loneliness the aloneness come over him like never before he was probably waiting and pacing every single second now to see what would happen because aloneness was finally here but church I want to tell you this morning that through the darkness God pierces down with the light hallelujah put that old bush out in the darkness no rain no water in that desert place no sunlight all the leaves are going to fall off of it all the fruit is going to fall off of it it's never going to produce fruit it's going to be dying it's going to be in a place of death unless the watering and the light come to that plant then it becomes fat and flourishing from deep down from the roots. Hallelujah. Boy, it's rich right there. Think on that. Look what Jesus does. But, hallelujah, verse 27, but Jesus took him by the hand. Jesus reaches down to the dead, to the motionless, to the non- Moving, Jesus reaches down and lifted him up, and he arose. Church, we have been given newness of life, and we need to arise to newness of life. Amen. Come on, give him some praise this morning. Church, I know you've been through some trials. You've been through some tribulations. We've all been through some hardships. Sister Sharon was talking about losing our pastor last week. Of course, we're going to think about those relationships. But church, I want us to think about the relationship. It's greater than even all those. We're going to go through trials and tribulations. 
You know, I'm reminded of the song, how's it go? Through it all, through it all. Come on, who knows it? I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon my Lord. Through it all, church. Through it all, Jesus is still there. Come on. He's the everlasting. He's our lover. He's our fighter. He is our Savior. We don't have to be in bondage to being alone. He has set the captives free. Oh, would you stand with us this morning? Brother Brian, Sister Wendy, whatever the Lord lays on your heart today. Church, I'm going to ask you to enter in this morning. Come on, don't worry about the person beside you. God speaks to us individually, amen? He does. He speaks to us individually. You know what, today I know this word was specific because God laid it on my heart as such. There is bondage to many of us in the house this morning of being the fear of being alone. You don't have to look over your shoulder anymore and see that as it will stalk you. Jesus Christ has set you free. Come on, these altars are open as they begin to play and they begin to sing. Would you come this morning if you feel led and just begin to seek the Lord? Come on, you need prayer? I'd love to pray with you. You just want to come and you just want to have a time, a moment with God as He just pours out into your life. He just speaks to you. He just loves you. Come on, He puts His loving arms around you this morning. Would you come? As they begin to play, would you come this morning? you're trying to feel the same old hope inside, there's a better life, there's a better life, you got pain, he's a pain Just ain't right. 
search for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves by the same old fire. We've all run the things we know just ain't right. How about you? But there's a better life. We make a better choice. There's a better life. You got pain taker you believe that today you feel lost he's a way maker if you need freedom saving he's a prison shaking savior you got pain he's a chain breaker hope you got pain hallelujah he's a pain Somebody testify. You believe it. You receive it. How about you, then? You can feel it. Somebody testify. Oh, you believe it. You believe it. If you can see it. If you can feel it. Somebody testify. We feel love, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, a saving, he's a prison shaking savior. You got change, he's a chain break. Listen to me today. You believe it, you receive it, you can feel it. Somebody testify if you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it. Somebody testify oh, if you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it. Somebody testify. Hope you got pain. He's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom for saving, he's a prison shaking savior. You got chained, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day. In the dead of night, we've all found ourselves worn out by the same old fight. We've all turned to things we know just ain't right. But there's a better life. There's a better life. Oh, if you got pain, 
chain breaker today. Oh, hallelujah. Folks, he's a chain breaker. I want to see people leave here today. Chains broken. Hallelujah. Chains broken today. Oh, hallelujah. Chains broken today. Oh, you believe it. Oh, folks, point Jesus to Je- people to Jesus Christ. That's the key. The disciples couldn't do it, folks. Jesus come up on the scene and said, I'm the chain breaker. Don't follow after man. Oh, point to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Don't forget tonight, folks. We're going to be having communion. Come out for communion tonight. Come out and be a part of that. 
we, we have every fifth Sunday we have communion. Try to come out and be a part of that with our church tonight as we remember what Jesus Christ did for us. As we remember, come out and be a part of that. But walk out here today and say, I'm set free today. I'm going to walk in there. Because you know what? If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. You ready? Oh, if you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker.